listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Some folks will tell you the blues is a woman, some type of supernatural creature. My mother would tell you if she could about her life with my father, a strange and sometimes cruel gentleman. She would tell you about the choices a young black woman faces. It's falling in love with some man, a deal with the devil. In blue terms, the tongue we use when we don't want nuance to get in the way. Well, we need to talk straight. My mother chooses my father after choosing a man who was, as we sing it, of no account. This man made my father look good. That's how bad it was. He made my father seem like an island in the middle of a stormy sea. He made my father look like a rock. And is the blues the moment you realize you exist in a stacked deck? You look in a mirror at your young face, the face of my, my sister carries, and you look and you know it's the only leverage you got. Does this create a hurt that whispers, how you going to do? Is the blues the moment you shrug your shoulders and agree a girl without money is nothing dust to be pushed around by any old breeze compared to this? My father seems briefly to be a fire escape. This is the way the blues works. It's sorry wonders. Make trouble look like a feather bed. Make the wrong man's kisses a healing hey welcome to the blackout test podcast your host rod and Karen. we're in the house on a sunday we is afternoon uh while the tournament's going on okay guys mm-hmm. i don't know if carolina plays yet but you know just gotta make out the first weekend that's all that matters um anyway uh we uh we chilling you know what i'm saying I'm glad y'all can make it in our darn me too uh of course you can find this podcast on itunes stitcher podomatic just search the blackout tips leave us five star reviews um we'll read them on the show we love when people do that we do um the official weapon of the show is the taser an unofficial sport it's bullet ball and bullet ball extreme and today's podcast is brought to you by shadow doll productions we got a couple audio play albums out on spotify and title you can go check them out uh the best of rod and karen is one of them the other one is sunspot and other ratchetness check it out let us know what you think man we hope you enjoy these um we enjoy, we doing, enjoy them. doing them yeah mm-hmm. exactly exactly it's also the day after uh saint patrick's day so i'm sure white people wore that fucking dilly dilly shit out all day yesterday that stupid ass commercial for beer and the white people be dilly dilly is what happens when your marketing department don't have no black people in it and white people be like let's invent our own slang i miss that commercial yeah white people have only made two slang terms that i like that stuck and that's uh cuck is a great one (laughs) that's not ours that's theirs oh that's definitely not ours cuck is a pretty good one i I, I, i'm appropriating that and then uh the other one of course is nigger but i mean (laughs) those are the only two those are the only two terms they ever came up with i was like you know what white people i can't even top that that's that's good can't top that so um anyway guys uh we got all kinds of stuff to get into uh we can get into some news and whatnot because uh, news is still happening all right guys yes. um charleston shooter dylan Ruth's sister morgan um to pro said to the protesting students because they had that national day where all the students walked out mm-hmm. class and uh the schools are planning on suspending everybody that did it there were schools that like offered another like an assembly to mourn the students who died in florida mm-hmm. some yeah. schools actually locked down where students couldn't even leave if they wanted to right like, there's been all kinds of like responses to this 
uh her response was i hope y'all get shot she's the youngest sister of the charleston shooter dylan roof she was arrested after taking two weapons to a school to school and posting on snapchat she hopes students protesting against gun violence in the nationwide walkout get shot apples trees blah 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 Mm, uh, if i'm old enough to get shot i'm old enough to say i don't want to get shot yeah she's also a student she's 18 she showed up at ac floor high school in south carolina with a knife pepper spray and marijuana she faces weapons and drug charges uh judge released her on five thousand dollars but ordered her to stay away from her school why you even give her bond mm uh though she faced no charges related to her snapchat post it did cause alarm in her post she wrote you walking out for a loud time of 17 minutes they are letting you do this nothing is going to change what the fuck you think it's going to do i hope it's a trap and y'all get shot we know it's fixing to be nothing but black people walking out anyway no offense uh, of course but well no offense taken i mean why would i be offended by you know some areas it was number white students that were walked out too like you know dylan children Roof, of dylan, all. dylan roof's sister karen dylan roof sister morgan roof dylan roof's sister morgan roof dylan roof the man who shot up a charleston church so i don't know if we're gonna find the most consistent logic in her uh in her comments news here uh in this uh oh. trial essentially i didn't mean to play that um yeah i don't know if we're gonna find the most you know uh consistent critical thinking skills in the in the roof gene pool so i don't know what she said only black people i don't think we'll ever know oh wait that's why rock grind is racist there you go i think we found i think we got to the bottom of that mystery can um so yeah um a lot of people was upset that those kids would not want to get shot which right. is it's still interesting that kids are the only people that we really that really were motivated to walk out yeah because most adults aren't afraid of getting shot at fucking school because we don't go to school mm-hmm. um i'm not just t- but school shooting but these shootings happen everywhere oh they do they, they do. happen at churches they happen at workplaces they, they happen do. at but 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 y'all think adults are stupid so adults are like they're focusing on the school even though adults fucking shot at their jobs they can get shot anywhere but as far as they're concerned they feel like they're safe when they're really not safe you can get shot anywhere it's a gun problem not a school problem but people try to divert the problem and act like well it's a school problem and why should i care because i'm not in school because there's dumb adults out there well i think it's honestly because we've decided that children's lives are the only lives that we uh should have a conversation about sacrificing for the gun um love that we have in our culture but one of the things that's interesting it's not like we it's just we can agree that well i guess we have to talk about it if innocent kids get shot you know anybody else gets shot no one wants to talk about it no Mm -hmm. and and i always got to get down to the root of problem innocent white children you know because if this was something where brown children were protesting across this country you mm-hmm. would not get the same response. You wouldn't be talking about it. People wouldn't be on Capitol Hill. People wouldn't, states wouldn't be changing and, and revamping their laws. If they did, they would they would, would 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 clamp down tighter versus actually try to work with these students. So you think that uh, 
it's only because the the right kids got shot come at me come at me karen tell me tell me the truth yes okay all right even though all so children are upset but white children are upset and when white children get upset just like their white parents that privilege kicks in and everybody pays them attention come at me so you think it's because if it was shot up like a black school like if it was east side high you think uh they'd be out there marching and and we'd be on cnn interviewing the kids Mm-mm, they wouldn't care they would just put the school on lockdown mm. i think they would interview the kids and they say uh when are y'all gonna forgive the person that shot up your school mm-hmm. <laughs> that will be the that would be the very next question do you forgive when are you gonna forgive the person that shot up your school and um, they killed your friends when are you gonna forgive them right um i, I know that you look a little upset that you just lost your family member um can you just i don't know on a scale of one to ten tell me how much you forgive uh the person that did this already uh 2020 census will ask black people about their exact origins which means on the 2020 census i will be putting down wakanda the 2020 census for the u.s uh census bureau is changing how it will ask black people to designate their race under the checkbox for black african-american the bureau is adding a new space on the census questionnaire for participants to write in their non-hispanic origins according to a recent memo from the head of the 2020 census african-american jamaican and nigerian are listed as examples of origins on a questionnaire the bureau is testing for 2020 we'll see we'll see if we get to 2020 on this because that's liable to get erased mm-hmm. with the government we have right now they're gonna be like nope they're all black i don't know i'd be scared you put down one of those specific locations and that's what trump's shipping you to come on you know jamaican get them out uh the change means that many black people in the u.s may have to take a closer look at their family trees and answer what can be a thorny question where are you really from while many black immigrants can cite to a specific country that question can be is difficult if not impossible for many u.s born african-americans to answer hello then that's my biggest thing mm-hmm. a boat that's all i can tell you a boat where i don't know it was a boat that God damn come it. at me mm-hmm. come at me karen bring it it was a boat that's mm-hmm. that's all like i came my my ancestors came across some water okay i understand what you're saying <laughs> oh, favorite. i do and that's why i can't tell you my history i'm putting wakanda so y'all do what y'all want to do uh and i feel like i won't be alone in this i'm putting no wakanda. you won't Mm-mm. i've seen other people i'm writing wakanda right on in there and being like thank you me and sterling k brown call me uh in jobu now um that's what we doing um a teacher apologized for accidentally firing a gun in the classroom i'm not gonna read it but mm-hmm. just you know the same mm-hmm. thing i always say but get the teachers guns right they can't even it was a gun safety class by the way a nigga shot right in the ceiling a gun safety class mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, an alabama sheriff took seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars meant to feed inmates and bought himself a beach house i believe that we're gonna go fuck about the prisoners mm-hmm um <laughs> give a goddamn about them brown people and the the, the few uh white people in there I don't give a damn about them mm. i mean i can't lie i definitely respect the the hustle you know i mean that that that's a lot of cockdacity to come on and then i think you're gonna get caught that's a lot of money to go fucking missing and nobody knows where it goes right you just took the funds dedicated to 
Um, you didn't even spend some of it so you can be like well i spent some the other was overhead i mean you didn't have your story he's like nope all the money gone right i'm like i mean i can't really blame him i mean what good is it gonna do inmates for me to not be having a beach house you know what i'm saying it's really for them i come back to prison all relaxed looking good but i popped flavor and i dripped salt yes popping flavor dripping sauce all over everybody at the prison you know yeah uh, apparently a sheriff in alabama took home a personal profit of more than seven hundred and fifty thousand that was budgeted to feed jail inmates and then purchased a seven hundred and forty thousand beach house forty thousand dollar beach house so he left ten thousand dollars over so look everybody gets we go to the dollar store everybody pick one thing everybody get a grain of rice uh it's perfectly legal in alabama according to state law and local officials alabama has a depression era law that allows sheriffs to keep and retain unspent money from jail food provision accounts why is this a law sheriffs across the state take excess money as personal income and in the event of a shortfall are personally liable for for covering the gap i know them niggas is barely eating why is this a law i know every every meal is ramen's pride up in that piece because i know y'all uh i'm so hungry man um i would really love a sandwich uh well i would really love beachfront property so what we're gonna have to do is uh you gonna keep eating this ramen's pride every morning and uh call it a day that's white supremacy to the fullest you should not be able to to do that bullshit Mm -hmm. you gotta capitalize and capitalism right you get to take it as your own fucking personal income how sway how right i know they buy all they shit in bulk go down to sam's club get the inmates some cans of food no they're gonna eat the cans fuck that that's coming out of my beach right. house money. they probably get paid i mean they probably get eat they probably eat once a month like the paychecks Mm-hmm. so yep and it's already wrote into the law right Mm-hmm. there's a motherfucking law to go all the way back to slavery how many times do they have a shortfall is my question a lot and they don't make them cover the difference today in alabama sheriffs are personally responsible for feeding inmates in their jails and they receive funds to cover the cost for state inmates it's less than two dollars per inmate per day for the county city or city or federal inmates the amount can be higher if sheriffs feed inmates on less than that they can keep and retain whatever is left over they are feeding them less than two dollars a day worth of food Ooh, that's no food what does that mean right what, what is even two dollars less than two dollars a day worth of food come on what the fuck is a meal a bean right i think if the inmates were not being fed properly it might be a concern he said but i guarantee you that if they're not fed properly the federal government would let us know about it oh would they right the government that you run um yeah so yep all they right keep it right and then you have a lot of people including black people to feel like everybody that goes to jail they just want to write them off the books act like they're non-existent act like they don't got family and loved ones that care about them and then these systems being mistreated regardless of if they committed the crimes or not you don't do people like this i agree as always comes back to the same point I hate slavery. So that's all it is. This is a modern day 
uh, uh former slavery slavery revamps itself people want to act like slavery done gone away no nigga you get into the jail system all oh, your rights are stripped your right to vote your right to do a lot of shit is stripped away at your right to work because you know you put it on the system if you've committed a, a, a certain types of crimes you can't get no job which means you can't make no money which is a cycle to keep you in the system mm-hmm um in 2009 then sheriff greg bartlett of morgan county was briefly tossed in jail after acknowledging that he had personally profited to the tune of two hundred and twelve thousand dollars for a surplus in the jail food account uh prisoners testified about receiving meager meals to cut corners bartlett used charitable donations and special deals as cbs put it including once splitting a one thousand dollar truck full of corn dogs with a sheriff of a nearby county and then feeding the inmates corn dogs twice a day for weeks he defended himself by noting that his profit was legal under the state law but an exasperated federal judge said the sheriff had an obligation to feed his inmates adequate food the story made national headlines that bartlett agreed to no longer dip into the jail food fund and say he was fired briefly jailed and he agreed not to dip into the fund no more you feeding them corn dogs twice a day dog yeah because he bought it off a truck and Ain't. split it with another sheriff that's what i'm gonna say you split it in the 2015 in 2015 the sheriff in morgan county loaned one hundred and fifty thousand dollars from the inmate food fund to a corrupt car lot the loan was revealed when the business facing theft and scam charges went bankrupt again that sheriff's use of the food money was legal under state law it was only prohibited in morgan county because of the county's particular history aside from individual lawsuits like those it's hard to tell exactly how much money earmarked for inmate food is going to sheriffs a lot this january two advocacy groups sued for access to the records that could reveal how much jail food money was being turned into personal profit the group said 49 sheriffs have refused to provide records or or where funds were spent then in february reporter connor sheets of the news began revealing at uh spending history and his ethics disclosure yep that's what happens you privatize the shit and we 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 still run it like a business almost like a ceo well you cut costs you can keep all the profit well a sheriff and a ceo shouldn't operate the same way you know we have a um not just we have a responsibility as a society to rehabilitate people to uh you know to incarcerate people not just for the safety quote unquote of the people outside but for their rehabilitation and their livelihoods inside and if we just turn jail into like uh debtors prisons and profit you know businesses basically uh like it has been turned into this is what happens you have laws literally written that hey feed them the least amount possible and you can keep the profit right like i said i maybe it's my ignorance i cannot believe this bullshit is written into the laws right um the senate just quick quietly passed the biggest rollback of wall street regulations since the financial crisis no shit i didn't know this but i'm saying no shit because a lot of people i and i and i know we uh we talked about this me and roger still well i know i until like last week still balanced my checkbook by hand and so i asked you for a check register i asked roger for a check register and he was saying he does his check registry electronic now so now i do mine electronic and because i'm of the pre-obama era laws 
where the banks could find you and fee you for every little thing that shit is coming back they're getting ready to bring a lot of shit back that actually tank the economy all that shit's going to come back these laws are there for a reason these laws are there for are there for consumer protection and they're stripping away consumers protection they're stripping away your right to sue they're stripping away your right for 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 class action lawsuits and nobody's asking why they're doing this for a reason they're doing this because they don't give a fuck about the general public only thing they give a fuck about is profits and business and companies making a profit and this trickle down um this trickle down economics is some bullshit money travels up this money does never travels down yeah um i'm not surprised um as uh, this we knew this was coming right um republicans have wanted this for a long time it's the bullshit you voted for um and it's funny because the both sides are the same shit completely ignored any regulations that were put on wall street after the financial crisis um because we get very accustoming and very um entitled so quickly you know with obama's it was just like excellence that's what's supposed to happen you know and that's the end of it but yeah i'm not surprised at all at um you know at this happening um, right and because and, this is what republicans want and this is what um a man like donald trump is all about no regulations no um you know no actual um what would you call it no uh responsibility no um you know he has no moral code and he you know him and his ilk would absolutely be like this is what the world needs we're gonna make the world better by stopping everything obama did regardless of whether it was good or bad and regardless of if the people want it you know there's a lot of people are like oh this is some bullshit and they go we don't give a fuck and this boils back to voting people act like voting don't fucking matter voting matters because a lot of these senate and governors and and house and congress people voted in the office and this is the bullshit that they're doing despite pushback from warren and other democrats the bill easily passed by a vote of 67 to 31 right so it's probably passed completely on party lines yeah uh the bill will increase risk in the financial system and possibly set the industry up for another devastating crisis right a slew of moderate democrats particularly those running for re-election this year in states president donald trump won in 2016 jumped on board to get the measure through the chamber so you still got those blue dog democrats you know this is that thing where i tell people we don't live in this your social media might be one thing your city even might be one thing this country is not some liberal fucking country you know these democrats running in fucking um you know these states where they're scared that trump you know that it's gonna go to trump again they they don't have the fucking um political confidence to be like no i'm gonna go full blue i'm gonna go liberal progressive everything they don't have it because honestly the people don't have it like we talk a good game on twitter and social media but what the fuck are you doing in the voting booth the fuck are you doing on the ground you know what i mean like what what point what reason does a guy who barely got elected over the republican in your state have to come out and be like well actually i'm the most progressive of all progressive people progressive ass people what reason are we giving them i don't see it i don't see a reason like i saw bill maher did another one of those like democrats don't have the balls to do this that and the other i said america don't have the balls to do that 
because you know there are democrats who do talk a good game like that but they're all in cities and states where they feel like that people have their back correct that's why people talk like that you know that's why you have politicians that come from like super black districts be the main ones to be like nah fuck that shit you know but if they was uh in the middle of bumfuck ohio they'd be like uh yeah i don't know man uh i hope uh i mean i don't wanna uh you know that's how it happens so you know it's like it's easy to be progressive online and shit but these were the cost of 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 the purity politics the cost of um both sides are equal but right both sides of the same coin and most importantly it was the cost of um obama just being a black man white people just could not handle that kind of adjustment to the system i saw another article this morning i'm not gonna read on the show but it was white what about the white people that feel left behind it was a white girl standing in front of a confederate flag and i said what what, why how many of these are we gonna write right we've been writing this since the motherfucker got elected what are we talking about here how many of these do we have to write guys i I just don't see why uh neil degrasse neil degrasse tyson said the existence of flat earthers proves american schools have failed In his recent Star Talk video, the astrophysicist explained he's had to live through scientific opinions of rapper B.O.B. and NBA star Kyrie Irving, both of whom think the Earth is flat. Never mind the thousands of photos that exist of a spherical planet or the thousands of scientists who have studied the Earth for over 2,500 years, they know better. So he sat out on a crusade to explain the obvious. The Earth is still a giant blue pancake floating uh, randomly like a, I mean, isn't a giant blue pancake floating randomly like a lost game of frisbee golf in the universe but when it came to explaining to the doubters why this is obvious tyson seemed a bit miffed we have videos from space of the rotating spherical earth he told chuck nice in the video what's interesting according to tyson is that people who believe the earth is flat believe other planets and the moon are moon around trying to make it simple so flat earthers can understand tyson walked through the shadows cast on the earth during a lunar eclipse they're never straight they're curved and even more uh simple explanation is that if nice kept walking all the way around the earth he'd end up where he began but from the west yet no matter how simply tyson attempted to explain the proof there was always be some that call it an unproved theory for me the fact that there's a rise of flat earthers is evidence of two things one we live in a country that protects free speech his second point however was far more bleak we live in a country with a failed educational system our system needs to train you not only what to know but how to think about information knowledge and evidence our system the school educational system we have here in america in my opinion was never designed to actually teach people to think they were designed to actually prepare you for the workforce the system is designed to follow the rules follow the rules you do what your teacher tell you to do you do what your principal tell you to do you follow the rules and after this you go into the workplace and you follow the rules you don't buck against the system you do as you told and a lot of adults have bought into that system so the system itself was automatically set up on failure because the system was designed to push you into the workforce yep um and it's just interesting because people that go to school that know these shits um this is one of the other scary parts of the internet it's allowed people to be in a circle where they can feel like it's all a conspiracy same way they feel about school shootings all the shit like it's a it's a conspiracy to make us think the earth is round to what fucking game you know what i mean why would and everyone's in on it like whatever man it's just wild um and it's also that thing too where stupid people for the most part 
think being in a because we treat smartness as if it's a thing that is one not achievable by everybody and rare right that's how we treat being smart like oh you're smart because you saw this a different way right it's it's i would say in most movies and fictional stuff that's how we've traditionally treated smartness is you're smart because you're in a higher echelon of other people when we measure a test the highest percentage of people will get this this grade on the test and that makes them smart iq test is this only small percentage of people that have high iqs and shit so then we go well obviously being smart means being in a small group of people right well that's also what being contrarian is and a lot of people who uh i think a lot of people associate being contrarian with being smart hey i think the earth is flat well it's not and we have scientific evidence to prove it's not well that's because you're stupid and you're a sheep and i'm smart you know i think i think going back right. a, going back an article i think that's a lot of what happened with the 2016 election there was a smart small group of people that went i'm smart because i don't i think all candidates are trash and we're like they're all trash sure they're not all equal trash right some are more dangerous than others come on well i'm so smart i think the one that's the most safe is the most dangerous okay well that's actually not smart that's more contrarian than smart well i'm so smart that i think the dude that's the worst possible candidate is the best possible candidate okay you you're now just being so contrarian to feel smugly superior to everyone and you've convinced yourself how you're the only one that's got it figured out and you're fucking it up for everyone right you know and that's kind of how i think it happens with stuff even stuff like science like flat earth and and and, and climate change and shit like that people are like well i'm in a small group of people that thinks 98 percent of fucking scientists are stupid and you're like no you're just in a big group of people that are stupid like you're you're one of the stupid people you don't get to just be like i did no research or i google something or i hit a reddit thread and now the earth is fucking flat and climate change is fake and we have unlimited supply of fossil fuels and you know it's like what is wrong with you you know it, it's extended to science you know i don't see this Which any is different very dangerous i don't see this any different than the people that you know watch fox news and think it's just different alternative facts you know the same shit uh all right um a prominent american hate group collapsed because of an affair oh shit now what who knew love would be the thing to destroy hate uh the trailer yes, part- history would tell you otherwise yes he will hmm. history history would tell you yeah mm-hmm that was out here fighting over love mm-hmm. and i you know i'm assuming most of these hate groups are probably straight so it probably was over woman love and hip group love and hate groups come on love and hate groups mm-hmm. uh let's see what was going on with this alabaster amore um it seems that uh one of the leaders of the traditionalist worker party left the group at the fellow hate group leader matthew Hombach allegedly slept with his wife damn if that ain't some shit so uh, we're we gonna let this hate come between us we're gonna let the the hate among our brothers and sisters come between our hate for them other people uh the trailer park brawl led led spokesperson matt trailer per- park brawl ha <laughs> where else would it happen right i'm about to say that's just straight stereotyping right there yeah i mean that sounds like the place, best place for it to happen to be honest come on 
um the trailer park brawl led spokesperson matt parrott to delete the neo-nazi parties membership list as well as his website there's no more party ma'am he told a reporter to the daily beast oh shit he's like fuck it delete it all this headline has been updated to reflect the development okay matthew hombach the chief of the traditionalist worker party and one of the most prominent leaders of the american white nationalist movement was arrested on tuesday for allegedly attacking both his white his wife uh brooke heimbach and his her stepfather fellow party leader matt parrott what uh, stepfather i wonder why he attacked him according to a police report because he knew according to a police report obtained by southern poverty law center the bizarre events leading to his arrest stemmed from a trisk on the rock apparently heimbach and parrott's wife jessica had an affair that lasted three months but Hanbach's wife reportedly wanted to see if her husband would continue to fling despite having said it was over. On Tuesday, Matt Parrott and Brooke Hanbach reportedly stood on a cardboard box outside a trailer home and spied on their significant others from the window. Damn. Oh, so him and, him and the wife got together to, to, to spy on the other two. Mm-hmm. A cardboard box. How, Out, how, the gra- I, how strong was this goddamn cardboard box? Outside a trailer home. You think you don't get spotted standing on a, 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 a cardboard box? To watch her get in his box. I mean, him get in her box. Apparently so. Outside the box. According to at least one account of the report, the two began to have sex, and Parrot went inside to confront Hanbach. Parrot said he poked Hanbach in the chest, and then Hanbach allegedly choked him out and caused him to lose consciousness. So he ran up in there on some, the things I had to prove for my love, and got his ass choked the fuck out by the dude that was fucking his wife. Yep boy if that ain't a cuck on cuck crime when he came to Perry took his younger stepdaughter to a walmart and called the cops telling them that hanbach's wife may have taken a recording of the encounter meanwhile hanbach allegedly attacked his wife brooke grabbed her face throwing her onto the bed he was carted out off to the orange county jail in handcuffs so he got caught cheating and he beat up two people when the police arrived all four people involved in the incident listed some variation of white nationalists as their occupation and statements what you do for a living uh hate niggers all right just write that down right here for years hombach uh how's business going oh great lately i mean since 2016 i mean it's been up 200 percent since trump got in office for years hombach had tried had been trying to build a coalition of american white nationalists and make their ideas more acceptable in the mainstream discourse he became famous for starting a white student union at towson university and was called the affable youthful face of hate in america after he uh, pushed a black lives matter protest at a trump rally and got sued he continued to drift even more to the right and was a presence at the unite the right in charlottesville most recently he was set to speak alongside richard spence in the michigan state uh event that descended into a clash between races and protesters um so he was on the come up i mean look your woman see a man that's about something you know getting his life together um out here speaking engagements pushing on, people in the face in the on tv light. how how's she supposed to turn that down hmm. i mean his hate stronger than yours apparently you know how she's supposed to not go after that bwc i don't think so hombach is now free on bond but all is not well for the white nationalist uh paoli indiana uh i'm done i'm out parrot apparently told the hate group tracker splc has won P- matt parrot is out the gang y'all have a nice life so he gone mm, just crank up another group somewhere else bye matt parrot 
it's, uh, it's a lot of white folks out there that are embracing him and he can be a star in their group i don't know i gotta question his commitment to uh to hate niggas i guess he I mean, you gonna let that your, much you gonna let your wife fucking another dude stop you from being a hate monger no i don't think he will you know i'm sure when he uh walked up in there and got choked the fuck out he was quite upset yeah. hey yo Ray. yo what's up yo 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 big c told me you was at the club pushing up on one of my hoes yo 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 was his Karen and can't believe he let a little thing like a little white on white affair stop everything apparently it will you know I like that he got choked out though that's my favorite part running up, running up in there didn't know what you were dealing with and what was his daughter doing in there what was she what, like they was fucking with the daughter in the house he probably like, was the baby probably in another room not paying no attention savages that is so sad to see white supremacists come down like that on each other you know like i wonder if that's the white supremacist version of whenever we see black lives matter uh activists fighting on twitter mm-hmm. you know i will be like oh damn so-and-so fell out with so-and-so like i was rooting for both of them why can't we all get along i wonder if white people were sitting around like that too and yes i'm roboting on purpose okay guys deal with it i like roboting um but yeah i think i wonder if that's how they was feeling that pressure mm-hmm. come on guys get can't we just get along Mm-mm. come on <laughs> why we gotta be like this you setting a bad example for the other hate mongers and racists you said what about the children that are hate mongers and racists they gonna see y'all fighting okay the kids are seeing this we need to get our hate together i know we fighting amongst ourselves of course the niggas gonna divide us what about the crackers in chicago huh what about the crackers in wisconsin mm-hmm. that's sad Mm-mm-mm. <sighs> sad when you see it happen like that mm-hmm. racist hating racist should have just had an alt-right threesome it ended better all right let's and go somebody to the, might have been choked out but not but not like he was consensual choking right you know uh all right let's go to uh fucking with black people we're just fucking with those black people we're just fucking with those blacks we're just fucking with fucking with black people that's right guys time to play the game that we all hate to play is fucking with black people the game we go all around the globe we find every articles make us a fuck with them we assign point scores from zero to 100 intervals of 25 today's contestants everybody all right let's see who's fucking with us now uh an ohio firefighter has gotten fired after sharing a racist mcdonald's meme on facebook springfield ohio firefighter 
uh won't be putting on his putting out any fires anytime soon Uh after being fired for sharing a racist meme on facebook according to the springfield news sun bradley ball who was hired less than two months ago shared a meme that used a racial slur directed towards black people and mocked fast food workers and high school dropouts he shared a meme that said niggas drop out of school and get a job at mcdonald's talking about on my grind yeah okay grind me up a oreo mcflurry with your dumb ass i don't think ronald mcdonald would approve this message message i don't know that's probably how ronald talked to him i hope not when he's not on camera springfield ah! springfield city manager jim Bottermiller notified ball that the post wasn't sensitive and that was the reason he was terminated not racist he was he was officially fired march 9th and should probably check to see if mcdonald's is hiring that was just petty and that was our girl aisha that wrote that um yeah i got i mean zero to 100 can uh i get 75 75 okay zero not fuck with it all guys i mean not by his firing necessarily you know not say he should have been fired um and obviously it was uh very insensitive uh to dropouts and uh um whatnot to share that meme but i think this is a classic case of a black person joke getting shared on a white person's wall and that's the whole thing like if it was a if if a black person shared that joke i'll just laugh like y'all niggas be tripping like i i'll I'll say it was i mean i don't agree with the joke but Mm -hmm. it's a joke Mm -hmm. you know i don't have to agree with your fucking joke it's a joke but um yeah a white person sharing it nah man you can't be sharing nigga on your wall only we could get to say it come on even though y'all invented the word deal with it deal with it this is our reparations racism victim suspended race victim racism victim suspended by a university because her abuser feels intimidated mm-hmm. the victim says the university are making black students out to be aggressive a university student has been suspended by de montfort university after she reported an incident of a racist abuse as the abuser now feels scared and intimidated A hundred angry black woman elizabeth sawyer was invited uh out by course mates who sang the racist nursery rhyme eeny meeny miny mo including the line catch a nigger by its toe she said one of the students called later called her a nigger to her face on campus elizabeth shared her story of being abused online calling out her university for their lack of action against the abuser to which the university responded by insisting that they were taking allegations extremely seriously and would take immediate and appropriate action but a month after the incident elizabeth told the university newspaper um the demon that de montfort had suspended her she said she had received a letter from the university revealing a complaint that she had used abusive and offensive language towards the course mate and that pending an investigation into the incident she would be suspended from campus the university is suspending me because the two white racist white girls feel scared and intimidated by seeing me so now they are making sure the black students are not going to retaliate so i have been suspended to further notice i'm so angry because if i wanted to threaten them a fight i would have fought since february they are making the black students look aggressive with that with that is not the case at all 
addressing the social media outcry against the university action the spokesperson for the university said we completely understand people's concerns regarding what's been posted on twitter since last night about the suspension or of one of our students it is extremely sensitive issue there are a number of aspects which need to be explored i gotta get that one a hundred dog oh yeah i I just i just said a hundred because this this makes me angry Mm -hmm. yeah that that's that whole like um you're the real racist for noticing shit was racist and being upset by racism yeah yeah so you gotta go you gotta get off campus because we don't know what you're gonna do i mean you like you're liable to get called nigger and have an attitude about it and we can't have that on our campus like that's uh at least that's how i read it um it's funny because she didn't threaten them and then i guarantee they weren't kicked off campus for the quote-unquote investigation that never happened right right but bitch you scared of me like she said if i wanted to put these hands on you i'd have put these hands on you a while ago i'd have put these hands on you when you initially said something to my face but it didn't so i'm not a threat in fact i'm the one that's actually scared here Mm-hmm. but the university doesn't see it like that right so uh that was a, a obvious um obviously the oh the uh i mean that's a sense of well, right wrong. they know it's wrong to steal and burn down a cvs and an old person's home i mean come on come on so calling them thugs call just call them niggers just call them niggers joe's crab shack sorry for controversial picture they still around the ones around here closed well maybe this is why this is in roseville ah! roseville minnesota a roseville restaurant is under fire for an image found on a dining table depicting a hanging yep the minneapolis naacp says tyrone williams and chantel allen guess the race were repairing a down at joe's crash shack wednesday night when they noticed a photo embedded inside of the tabletop the image appears to show a group a large group of white people watching the public execution of at least one black person uh perfect dining accoutrement as i would say you ever just be hungry and you like mm, you know what this decor could use in here a a, a a legend of a black person at the crab shack at the crab shack whoa 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 at the crab yeah, shack y'all. because the thing is when the joe's crab shack was here Mm-hmm. uh and you would go and they would be busy they would do bullshit like dance around and shit like that to waste time for for 15 minutes to get the cooks at to get the kitchens actually time to catch up you know little bullshit like that uh the drinks were good but you know it was like the food was all right for you to for me to watch you fucking dance while i'm hungry why does this turn to a yelp review that has nothing to do with this article oh <laughs> what's going on over there you went from yeah i'm sorry i i went from that to yeah fuck them i i don't want to have to sit there and watch you dance and turn around and look down at my table and see a nigga getting hung no three stars okay the dance is terrible the food takes too long just hurry up and the drinks were good right and now i got to turn around and and, and see a nigga getting hanged sketched in my table i am highly upset may i speak to a manager Mm -mm -mm. (laughs) speaking of crabs you're nothing but a crab in the barrel for that one what about all the black people working at joe crab shack hmm? what about them uh yeah that's uh that's pretty bad 
um on the bottom of the picture it reads hanging at Grosbeck, texas april 12 1895 at the top it says all i said was that i didn't like the gumbo so it's a joke this after customers at the roseville location complained that the picture what the fuck well it was playing the article and now it's not I don't know what I'm supposed to do now. All right. Well, I'll try to talk and see if it catches up. Um, but yeah, on the bottom of the picture. Oh yeah. So, uh, William said the pair immediately waved down a manager, although the manager was apologetic about the lynching. Is racist. Carol Evans jails that is live in Roseville. What the fuck? Uh, let me just turn turn the volume off. Um, yeah, although the manager was apologetic about the lynching depiction, that does not change the fact that the sickening image of black men being lynched was intentionally embedded inside of the table. That type of blatant racism should not be tolerated in this country. Probably been there for years and nobody said nothing. Or in our local and national eating establishments, I felt so sick to my stomach and stressed out since seeing the image on the table where I was planning to eat my food. Well, you know what it makes me think? Um, a white person designed and bought that table of course i feel like this is not the first story we've covered of something similar to this i will guarantee you that however that table was produced a white person did thought it was funny and they didn't see to them they just went it doesn't matter what race of the person is getting lynched it's the funny the joke is is someone getting lynched because they didn't like the gumbo ha 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 isn't that funny no you can't take that picture and make it funny to everybody you know and your job is to serve me food not to be funny come on i didn't come in for the jokes i came in for the crab nobody's ever walked out and said thank god for that table <laughs> you know what i mean boy the food was terrible but woo, was that table funny Mm-mm-mm. uh let's do another segment let's move on uh that's enough fucking with black people today come on mm-hmm. you started out fucking with me at the first story just barely that was barely fucking uh oh let's see well i you know what we haven't done this in a while let's uh try to take out the trash guys see what's going on in this news find the trash anti-child bride bill stalls in kentucky where girls age 13 can marry a bill outlawing child outlawing child marriage in kentucky is stalled in the state senate judiciary committee after last minute opposition from a conservative group the bill was proposed by republican state senator julie rock adams and bans marriage under the age of 17 with those seeking to marry at the age require at that age requiring a judge's approval under current law a girl of any age can marry as long as she's pregnant and wedding the expectant father right and i that's such a fucked up law that law is so fucked up i forgot what state it was in but a black lady she actually got the laws changed in her state i forgot which state this is please forgive me 
and she was a black lady and she ended up getting abused by like i think i want to say like a deacon in church she ended up being abused at like nine having like a child at 10 and then was forced to be married because her parents actually signed her you know signed and agreed she was forced to get married she didn't have five more children because of that and florida and she ended up fighting in the state and was like hey no child should be forced to do this bullshit and i think they made it 17 uh no up to i think up to 16 i think 17 you can get married and think the person has to be like one or two years older than you or something like that so your parent basically your parents can't force you into marrying somebody because she said her having the child is one thing but she don't think she would have been forced into such a horrible marriage with this person because the person who raped her she ended up having to be married to and everybody act like every time a young lady gets pregnant it's always with a little boyfriend or something like that no it can sometimes be your rapist and your abuser too uh under the current law a girl of any age can marry as long as she's pregnant and wedding the expected father teens under the age of 16 or 17 can marry with parental parental permission according to women's rights advocacy group the terra justice center kentucky has the third highest number of child marriages in the u.s behind texas and florida with 11,000 children married in the state between 2000 2017 um last august they found uh an investigation found minors as young as 13 had been married and a lot of times they marry these old fucking ass men every now and then it'd be children marrying you know children their own age but most of the time be these old ass men so disappointed wrote adams after learning that the bill would not go to vote friday my sb48 outlaw child marriage uh won't be called for a vote it is disgusting that lobbying organizations would embrace kids marrying adults we see evidence of parents who are addicted abusive neglectful pushing their children into predatory arms appalling ellen uh ellen or eileen rectenwald the executive director of the kentucky association of sexual assault programs condemned the decision in the statement to the courier journal this is legalized rape of a child we cannot allow that to continue in kentucky and i cannot believe we are even debating this in the year 2018 in the united states among supporters of the bill is donna pollard who was married at 16 to a much older man who had been sexually abusing her since the age of 14 she said she faced years of physical or psychological abuse in the marriage which she was pushed into by her mother i felt just completely and totally trapped pollard told the journal in in january uh she now campaigns for reform in the state's marriage laws adams told the insider that the bill stalled at the pressure from the influential family foundation of kentucky a conservative lobbying group family foundation spokesman martin cothran told the publication the friday that we haven't done much lobbying at all against this bill though they had expressed our concerns to the chairman of the committee and asked for a week to work this out he said the group opposed the bill because it takes away parental rights at the very beginning and then includes them in a sort of incidental way at the end of the process so look if your parents want to sell or give away their 13 year old daughter i mean who are me to judge basically is his point uh here's the thing i would throw in this is kind of feels a little bit like how people who fight against abortion laws have to fight constantly at every level so they're like hey we have to fight against people trying to redefine like what what a term is for a baby we have to fight against how many weeks you know when they try to put something like uh we 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 want to put in a condition that you can't do it after 
this number of weeks and we want to fight around that and so they have to fight against that just because at some point the ultimate goal of the people who are pushing for those laws is not to stop at okay we all agree you know 30 weeks is 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 the limit no their goal is to be like okay now that we got 30 we want 28 now we got 28 let's go to 22 now to eventually where it's like uh you can't have you you can't have an abortion period you cannot choose to do that um i wonder if this is the opposite thing but for child rape right you know what i mean like uh well if we fight on this at all we'll if we just let them do this what's next you know what i mean <laughs> like so your child not being goddamn abused at 13 and 14 and 15 years old because like the religious freedom people and shit i really feel you know in many cases um they're they're trying to just a lot of it is about controlling women's bodies right so this is a measure that gives up control of women's bodies girls bodies female bodies early in life you know um is as far as how they view it i'm not saying all people with vaginas are female blah blah i don't you know y'all get it but a lot of this is about the perceived control of of the bodies of females mm-hmm. so to them they're like yeah oh the more that someone else has a chance to have a say over someone else's body the better right and a lot of times these young ladies they're not educated they don't go to school they end up spending a lot of their lives raising children if you have the kind of parents that will let you get married at 13 you also had the kind of parents that are probably letting you be stupid correct um let's see um time's up 60 days in this was launched on the carpet but was never intended to live on the carpet um the workplace equality movement's legal defense fund has so far raised 21 million dollars and connected 1250 people to legal resource um that's good times up may have started with the new day new year's day announcement signed by 300 hollywood women but its organizers want to make it clear that this campaign is much more expansive than many have may have assumed for one it's not about just about sexual harassment although the tidal wave of public sexual misconduct allegations have served as the inciting uh as the inciting incident for the movement times up which is forming as a 501c uh social welfare organization is about basic fairness in the workplace said bad robot ceo katie mcgrath um who joined seven other times up leaders to deliver a 60 day pay uh, a 60 day progress report to the press on thursday um so yeah they uh have been out here trying to do some actual work you know it's funny because every once in a while i see somebody throw shade at times up or or um as a movement or whatever as an organization is trying to help people and I, it always feels so counterproductive because like the alternative to this was nothing correct you know what i mean like i don't even understand what the problem if they're helping they're helping if they're getting you know and then a uh, low-key like i didn't feel like fighting with this person on my page but she like kind of like shitted on them because someone got like a, a man got an award at a, at a at a thing like i think kobe got an award she was like so much for times up and i'm like okay i understand the hypocrisy but times up is not giving out these awards no they're not they're not they're not they're not the oscars Mm-mm. you know what i mean um i don't think any of the people involved in times up would have had would have been like yay kobe you know and and even still you know like i understand like the individual failings of some of the women involved may you know cause some sort of pushback to it and i'm not here to defend it or not i don't really care but um this movement is 
also held by and influenced by and controlled by in a lot of ways a lot of black and brown women which is one of the reasons that their idea of justice this time sounds so less white feminism-y not saying that it's not some in there but it sounds a lot less it's a lot more like well we have means we're not the ones who need to take this money and like defend each other how do we align with uh women who work in the fields of crops uh that they get crops that have no actual legal defense fund and constantly talk about sexual harassment and rape and battery and stuff and they have nobody that has their back how do we transfer this money to them so they can defend themselves legally in the court of law ideas like that no offense to white women but they don't come from white women no they don't you know what i mean ideas like that come from activists who've already been involved in this which is one of the things that first things they did was go get activists that actually know what they're doing yeah and they've seen this over and over again they kind of know how the system works against brown people and people of color and, so i'm a little marginalized women yeah so i'm a little protective of some of the stuff with times up because i don't want it coming from somebody being also like dang shit and i'll have to be like well i don't think y'all can really just shit on these black and brown women that are coming up with the ideas for this movement i think you gotta step the fuck back let them cook and if you find the end results ain't shit cool but let's not blame them for hundreds of years and decades uh, of, of an industry being fucked up and be like y'all didn't fix it in one second y'all whole movement is trash correct and i'll excuse me and also in a lot of the activist space a lot of times is jealousy and envy a lot of people whenever the shit ain't them and they're not involved and they're not profiting from it and they're not getting the limelight they immediately come out and shit on everything that's not centered around them to the end time to that end times i was partnering with nonprofit StoryCorps uh to enable women to record their own stories about being on the job and upload them to the library of congress where it will live forever as a narrative of working women and marking this moment it's going to be astounding to have this archive and help demonstrate that workplace inequality is such a pervasive condition for women and for men the partnership will launch friday morning with a story from ashley judge jane fonda and america ferrer to, uh, have also contributed their own tales time's up also it's not just about the entertainment industry a point that's been repeatedly uh emphasized and was underlined at the golden glows when seven active act- actresses escorted seven activists on the red carpet the latter who included alias alia alien wait alianza that's what i meant to say uh national national de campesinas uh national farmers uh workers women's alliance is what it's called um co-founder monica ramirez restaurant opportunity center united president saru jayaraman and the national domestic workers alliance director ijean poo who uh who have all contributed to working closely with times up in their respective sectors of expertise the campaign strategy in expanding its reach to more um industries is to identify an ally with activists already working for women's rights in those fields said ava DuVernay um two months into the legal defense fund uh they have fielded more than a hundred i mean sorry a thousand seven hundred requests for assistance from individuals working in more than 60 different industries just a small mm-hmm. percentage hail from entertainment said political consultant hillary rosen adding when we started the fund we wanted to make sure that we prioritize the wage worker there are clearly needs across the board but priorities are given to workers in industries that are particularly vulnerable 
right which probably me like the service industry which is probably the, the number one industry because more women work in that industry than probably any other industry and that's why they don't pay nobody in those industries well also um me too started getting re getting the most attention because it started happening to prominent white actresses so it's almost like they already have a recourse they already have the we believe women people with them to some extent not saying that they don't have a hard path because anybody that's a, a survivor of sexual assault and harassment immediately gets scrutinized in a way that you know other people don't correct but on that scale of like things that are on your side they have way more on their side than someone who's like i'm a farm worker in uh louisiana and maybe i'm in the country illegally or something or maybe um i'm in the country legally but i don't you know with daca and all this shit getting challenged i don't feel like going to i can go to authorities and i'm making pennies on a dollar maybe i'm you know not on uh uh maybe the entire um uh, the entire thing that i'm doing is not necessarily documented in the most stringent way because the company's doing it off the books and paying me cash and shit like that right do i feel like if i get sexually assaulted i can just tell hollywood reporter and they report on it no is anyone gonna reach out to me and be like we interviewed 10 women that were assaulted by this person that in this industry mm-hmm. no but maybe now with this money and these and these resources maybe i can't get my day in court correct um the fund which is housed at the national women's law center has far, so far raised 21 million dollars from twenty thousand donations ranging between five dollars to two million starting next week lawyers will be able to ampl- apply online to the nwlc to request disbursements although many of the 500 plus attorney volunteers are already offering their services pro bono to date 1250 callers to the fund have been connected with legal resources although the time's up legal defense fund will only be able to assist employees in the united states the campaign has fielded inquiries about other countries including kenya south korea pakistan kuwait and mexico that's what i'm talking about time's up entertainment is the base of how this all started uh but we're becoming times up global says shonda rhines valentine's day saw the launch of the uk-based justice and equality fund with a one million uh euro uh, pound donation from emma watson what uh that fund has since raised nearly an additional six hundred thousand pounds in two weeks right because and and not to crap on the white women that shit also did brown people think about go yeah 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 okay it's good that we're doing it here but y'all do know is other places that actually need this too that we could actually do great work in these areas too let's look outside of the united states of america and a lot of those places are brown and this is only after 60 days such projects have been born out of mutual inspiration and proactive initiative the women who have been speaking on behalf of times up want to clarify that it's never been an invitation based organization hollywood breeds a feeling of exclusion for people shonda ron said there's this feeling that this must be something that you're invited to because everything else in this town is built on that idea but this just doesn't work this way if you want to join you can make it happen wherever you are she said uh said laura dern who said that meetings formed while she was on location in atlanta because a crew member suggested it we've had questions about it there is if there's de facto leadership here and the truth is that it's just people who continue to show up and do the work said tessa thompson uh because everyone in times up also works a full-time day job the campaign allows for fluid participation i wasn't involved in the first month the said literally after i got done with a wrinkle of time i called attorney nina shaw and was like is there a meeting although there is more architectural 
architecture being put around a base group it's a flexible leadership structure that allows people to come in and out and not just in our industry despite that the campaign has been able to draw 200 to 400 attendees to this monthly meetings while it's countless smaller working groups uh which group which the group often refers to as spokes on a wheel meet as frequently as needed on weekends and evenings throughout the month it's also incredible all these women doing this while already having full-time fucking jobs and being titans in their industry and they're like and in addition to this because you can't you know men won't do it after decades of men ignoring this and companies prioritizing these men first it's really literally left up to the people who have been targeted and affected by it to to be the activists that fix it that's sad but it's but it's the truth it wouldn't happen if it not for that it sure wouldn't happen and the the thing is uh and like you say it's funny that you say that because like you see a lot of women in the industry but where are the men they didn't say men couldn't join they didn't say men aren't abused there's even a time there even is a times up men which had its first meeting at ucla in mid-january about 180 men about three times more than the women expected showed up to hear from gender study sociologist michael kimmel and activist ted bunch uh the chief development officer for a call to men which works to prevent violence against women and girls these convenings uh had not previously been publicized to the press because although times up started so splashy on the red carpet there's real work being done deverne said adding that individuals may elect to wear pins on oscar sunday but the movement is eager to move on from being seen as an award show protest group the organizers acknowledge that they have worked with producers to create a times up moment during the telecast but that's just the surface of their efforts this was launched on the carpet but it was never intended intended to live on the carpet said mcgrath a really on the nose presence might feel satisfying but we want to make sure that as we move forward we're being strategic and thoughtful and authentic in our activations and our rollout 60 days in we don't need to fit everything into it it's more important to do it right correct and kudos to them and also a lot of people were shitting on them like all y'all doing out there is wearing pins all y'all out there doing a lot of people criticized them for that when like i said a lot of shit that they doing wasn't public yet also a lot of people just sounded really fucking stupid bitter jealous and and like some fucking haters dog i mean that's the thing you gotta with a lot of shit man you just have to do your thing and let motherfuckers talk shit because come on it was a lot of people that was hating on that lane but they went out and got a lot of activists that have like their credentials Mm -hmm. they went out and um let and let them come up with the ideas and lead they went out and found uh titans in the industry that weren't just white women and said hey what are your ideas about this and let them be spokespeople and and lead on that shit so it's like it's that thing where they did things the way that people say they want it done right but they still didn't come call your black ass so you mad you know what i mean i just i just had to ignore them people because me too there's a large part of shit of of, of a lot of this stuff where i'm like do people want justice or they just jealous and when you look at when you look at things that way a lot of times you can decipher the real from the fake it's like okay you just mad you're not up on the stage but why the fuck would you be mad at this movement you you clearly don't know shit yet you don't have an answer to these questions i'm just asking questions i'm like these are loaded questions to say that the movement ain't shit right and the shit on it okay cool got it well like you can't do you can't work with everybody and you're just one of those people you can't work with but a lot of people was coming at them sideways for Mm -hmm. trying to help 
you know what i mean and for not and like i said i saw people that was uh this was whack and also oh, just so y'all bring out some activists ain't nothing but just blackface on y'all white shit and i'm like okay so then if they would have called you you would have turned the call down come on or you would have put on your best dress and been the fuck out there front and center like finally i can put uh i can get my profile raised and my and all the causes that i want to promote raised i've been in a room with some people that got uh resources and reach to help me you would have turned that down no the mm-hmm. fuck you wouldn't don't mm-hmm. lie to me and who's to say they won't do it again and ask another set of activists right you don't know right so i don't know man i feel like a lot of a lot of what a lot of the visibility of it is what people get jealous of but sometimes the visibility is necessary to get the work done correct you know what i mean like I, like they people i think people see visibility and they covet it and they think well obviously that's the part of it i want i need to be seen i want to be everywhere but it's like dog the work happens behind the scenes oh, come on and now. them giving out the like progress report kind of thing answers a lot of questions that people were either being misled on or 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 purposely trying to spread negativity about their movement and be like it ain't do this it ain't do that and it's like so you ain't attend no meetings you don't know nobody in it you don't got no reports but you out here basically saying they ain't doing shit and then when they do release something it's crickets it's quiet as fuck so um but shout out to the shout out to the to the work that's being done though i i that's amazing because i'm sure if i was one of those 1700 people that needed help and got that that got that answer on that phone and got in top and 1250 people or whatever that got in touch with uh legal resources right that i that i could not afford myself couldn't afford I'm pretty, it. I'm pretty sure i'd be thankful but that's just me right um let's see who else is trash bamboo rolling papers air is in hot water for allegedly sending around his wife's bikini pics and who is this trash is who this is okay i believe you uh is sending photos to overweight women of a shapely woman in a bikini a hate crime i don't know if it's a hate crime larry spiegel spielfogel heir to the bamboo rolling papers fortune might find out the manhattan knight 67 years old acting like this that's right 67 years old acting like a fucking child uh he allegedly sent swimwear photos of his much younger wife deborah wisdom spigfold spilfogel or whatever to clients at the rice house Healthcare program near durham north carolina with the message hey bitches no fat asses here with me two years ago he was banished from the program a clinic that treats obesity and a variety of medical disorders for bad behavior at the same time the post has learned he was trolling female members with the photos and it may it may get him in big trouble with the law a source added that at the end of 2017 all the emails and texts were turned over to the fbi uh agents who and they were reviewing larry's actions as possible hate crimes jerry clayton uh spielfogel's lawyer claims that he is not aware of any facebook i mean any (laughs) fbi investigation however um after spiegel uh after spielfogel was uh asked to leave the rice house in 2016 uh he was charged with stalking but didn't show up to his court dates so an arrest warrant was issued in april the warrant is still outstanding per the county court mm. well i guess he can't step back uh step foot back in north carolina come on spill was terrorizing my clients rice house owner john 
ACOTH told me right uh and once he was thrown out he was he tried to destroy the program and me personally spill fogel's lawyer told a north carolina court that his client has a heart condition and cannot travel but spill fogel posted reviews on facebook of hotels and restaurants in france italy miami and las vegas last year but he can't travel i like that he also had to review him he he was also for yelp he was also seen in the hamptons riding his motorcycles Mm-hmm. he said uh clayton insists at the time of the proceeding in north carolina mr spielfogel was hospitalized with coronary disease Mm-mm. trash trash what else could it be uh let's see uh it just felt very wrong sherman alexi's accusers go on the record writer sherman alexi last week issued a statement admitting he has harmed others after rumors and allegations began to circulate about sexual harassment without providing details alexi said there are women telling the truth and he apologized to the people he has hurt now some of these women have come forward to speak to npr about their experiences with him alexi may not be a household name but he is one of the country's best known native american poets and writers with a charismatic personality and a large following he won the national book award in 2007 for his youth uh young ago young adult novel the absolutely true diary of a part-time indian and he wrote the screenplay for the film smoke signals based on one of his stories so the news about him has rocked the world of both the native american and children's uh literature Mm-mm-mm. uh in those circles well he's a rock star says children book author and ursu after the harvey weinstein sexual assault story broke ursu decided to survey women in the children's book business to see if they had experienced such problems just as many media companies including npr have ursu's story which she published in february on the website medium contributed to the whisper of sexual scandal that was already building around some well-known authors including alexi ursu i mean alexi ursu says some of the most popular kids book writers use the power that celebrities seduce women there's, there's nothing that there, there really is nothing that we as men won't get a little bit of power in to be like and now it's pussy grabbing time like it really don't matter children books man these bitches feeling these children books bro i'm gonna just have to grab some titties you i mean, mean you mean these moms that got kids just showing up you gonna turn down this young adult novel dick girl come on if you are an inspiring author ursu said and you can go you go to a reading of someone who is famous and beloved and whose work you admire and he suddenly takes an interest in you and your work and he thinks you're special and you start emailing he wants to mentor you and then suddenly it turns out all he wanted to do is have sex with you those writers are left utterly devastated right so this is the other part too um it's the power this isn't right like this may or may not like this doesn't sound like so far okay i haven't finished reading this doesn't sound like criminal behavior but it's definitely immoral right like can we not agree on that like i come to you for mentorship and you just offer me some dick instead like everything ain't dick i i I, just say no i'd rather you literally tell me no i don't want to mentor you i'm trying to fuck so i can make a decision right because you take my choice away and like you said it's one of those things where men think everything is do you want some dick you know come over here to mentor me do you want some no i don't want no dick everything the answer to everything ain't dick right the rumors about lexi were already growing louder when about a week ago seattle-based writer litsa dremosis 
uh began tweeting about him calling on women to share their stories npr like other news organizations reached out to her she told us that she'd had an affair with alexi but had remained friends with him until the stories about his sexual behavior surfaced in this statement alexi denounced uh dreamosis but before that npr began interviewing the women she referred to us Mm -hmm. that's how he fucked up it's a lie it's a goddamn lie from the pit of hell all right well let us talk to these other seven women oh shit uh more than one of them came out oh god mm-hmm. now y'all the women are some of the women are telling the truth it's a story about power and abuse of power said janine walker one of the three women who came forward on the record and whose stories npr has corroborated with several sources and all 10 women spoke to npr about alexi who was a married man Ooh. here's another part of this shit that's wild you still have people that call these people liars npr is not reporting this if they can't do their fucking research to verify these sources not npr like like a lot of these articles we read then they're, they're, like we actually have proof that someone tried to make a false report and as a prank and was immediately out of this like these motherfuckers are lying we couldn't verify any of this and the whole reason they tried to do that was to be like look at us uh we're proving that the media is making up these stories about men trying to vilify them dog they couldn't even get past the fucking outlet they were trying to fool like you're you set out to get a fake story printed so you could be like haha we made that story up see all the stories i made up we're discrediting all the women you couldn't even get your fake story in they're not reporting anything because they know that they're fucking held to standards of liable and slander and they don't want to go to court and be like well we just reported this just because you know like they're gonna show their work and their stories like no we talked to this person that person they told us on this day this shit happened this other person said they were a witness to it they verified it they were there like what the fuck here are the text messages the screenshots in the age of receipts dog in the age of receipts people still trying to do this anyway uh most of the women wanted to remain anonymous but a clear pattern emerged the women reported behavior ranging from inappropriate comments both in private and in public to flirting that veered suddenly into sexual territory unwanted sexual advances and consensual sexual relations that ended abruptly so he ghosted some women mm-hmm. that's another way to get your ass like he's just being a creep it's just funny because being a creep now um is enough to get your ass on blast but men underestimate how many of y'all motherfuckers are goddamn creeps and women have to deal with creepy people all the time and creepy people turn into abusers turn into doing all these fucked up behaviors and i don't got the time to 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 tell them between a normal regular ass creepy dude and the abuser so you're all going the same category i don't have time to shake it all out well this is also where a lot of people try to run away from the me too movement shit is because it's like oh so y'all just throwing the creeps in with the rapists there's a difference everybody knows the difference but your creepy ass is still fucking up the workplace for women so guess what you go in the pot of this whole movement which is about fucking up people's lives on the basis of you know sexual harassment discrimination and things of this nature it all counts does it mean that you going to jail does it mean that they're trying to put you in prison like harvey weinstein no there's a difference between the people that they're trying to get like criminally prosecuted and the people that they're saying this person's behavior is trash it needs to change or they need to go that i I, the the fact that people try to act like that's not a distinction being made is really scary because i've I've known some quote-unquote well-meaning people that act like there's no distinction between james franco needs to change his behavior and um fucking uh harvey weinstein needs to go to prison um anyway 
um the women said alexi had traded on his literal literary credibility uh celebrity i'm sorry celebrity to lure them into uncomfortable sexual situations of course i was really excited i mean sherman alexi he's interested in my poems walker said he she's a poet and a teacher who was managing a writers in school program in seattle when she arranged to have alexi visit the classroom afterward alexi said he had checked out her poetry online and asked her to send him a manuscript alexi never got back to her on the poems but they did become friendly walker says it was strictly platonic one day they met to play basketball at a court in his office building afterward walker went to change her clothes in the restroom in his office when i turned around he was right behind me and just like physically very much in my space and leaned toward me and said can i kiss you this thing was he thought i was loving basketball play me for your heart i'm paying the song uh i said no and i backed away he kept moving forward and i was like laughing and smiling and sweaty and whatever and he said it's just we were playing basketball you remind me of the girlfriends i had in high school and i just said well we're not in high school sherman alexi later apologized and walker said she stayed in touch with him for a while she sent him her poems again but never got anything back right but a quick comment and a promise of more to come she says alexi is a big deal in her hometown seattle and he's connected to the organization i work for and if he had never expressed any interest in my poems i probably wouldn't have pursued spending any time with him but he did express an interest and so then i when i discovered that interest is actually physical it just felt wrong oh baby he won't nothing to do with your poem honey right Mm mm-hmm erica oh go ahead no you don't send to him twice and you got zero results right he not interested baby erica worth was a 22 year old aspiring writer when she first met alexi as a native american he was a hero to her and she hoped he might become a mentor you know i I guess it's just it's not a thing i've ever been into mentoring or being mentored so i think uh but i think a lot of people do push this down on people Mm -hmm. like you need to find a mentor you need to get with a mentor you need to you need to mentor people that's your responsibility and you know as a introvert and a loner i'm kind of like i'm not doing any of that shit and i definitely don't want to be responsible to some nigga right um but um it's interesting how much that is rife with abuse in many of these stories we cover oh he offered to mentor me oh i thought he would be a mentor and it's like a mentor this dick you know like it's no like 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 it's a power it's already a power structure right right there to be like and now i can abuse you and meanwhile i may not be giving you anything you know some advice you can get for free on google something that i could have emailed you and told you like oh just ask this person try this thing correct and instead i'm over here like come to my hotel room and you're in a bad situation now because it's like i don't want to piss this dude off that's a big deal in my industry but clearly blackballed right but clearly he's not about that shit um at any rate um uh yeah after a year after their first meeting she he suggested that she come to one of his readings in colorado she went afterward they walked back to, to she walked back to his hotel with him after chatting in the lobby she started to leave and he jumps over the coffee table and try, begins trying to kiss me and i went into a state of non-reality i had almost no sexual experience i couldn't believe it and he's like come to my room she did and ended up in his bed he's kind of taking my clothes off and kissing me and i'm kind of like stock still trying to convince myself this is okay it's not working and eventually i say because i'm kind of scared of the situation i'm a virgin but it got really weird because then he was still trying to work me over and i'm just stock still and i think at that point in my opinion he realized that if he wanted to have sex with me he would have to violate me and he'd have to rape me so and then he stopped um uh, worse says she stayed in touch with alexi hoping he would still be her mentor or at least apologize 
you ain't gonna always get that closure baby sometimes you gotta let shit go several years later they had a second sexual encounter which also ended badly eventually he did give her a positive quote for her first book and a letter of recommendation which she now thinks was to keep her quiet correct their relationship became contentious after a series of angry emails worth decided to cut ties with him disillusioned by the way he treated her never admitting the way he done never apologizing not just was like i don't ever want to be around this guy again he's poisonous he's not okay yeah that's the other thing he's married too so in his mind all this shit is illicit and wrong you know what i mean so he's like i'm throwing these bitches away to cover up the evidence as soon as possible you know either way like they're not human beings with feelings and emotions i guarantee you that's that's the thought process it's like how do i get rid of this bitch that's it he's not thinking like oh well you know what you're a wonderful person i really love your work i see you as a full human being that's all the act and then the second shit gets inconvenient inconvenient you back the bitch i gotta get this bitch out of here this crazy you know like it's no you can tell you can tell from the treatment like it just goes straight from to to covering up my tracks like dude dude's a piece of shit alexia has enormous influence on the careers of native american writers and worth worries about what he may say about her to others in the business so does Alyssa washuta she met alexi when she was getting ready to publish her first book and she was hoping that he he could help her with it she went out one night with a group of people that included alexi he was chatting with him she was chatting with him seemingly uh apropos uh, uh apropos of nothing meaning related to nothing Mm -hmm. sherman told me that he could have sex with me if he wanted to uh but he used a stronger word beginning with f so he said i could fuck you if i wanted to and she said he didn't say it quietly he had not whispered it it seemed that the men we were talking to could have heard it i couldn't believe that somebody would say something like that so this was in a public setting with other people around this older man who i didn't know who was much more powerful than me washuta uh says that although she was worried that the other men who were there with them um all part of the local literary scene had heard alexi she didn't have the nerve to say anything about it at the time i felt i really needed his approval and i needed his help in order to get this book off the ground and so as uncomfortable as i was i felt i could laugh off that comment in a way but i still felt that he had so much power that i should probably not make a fuss about this right eventually uh they became colleagues at the institute of american indian arts they got along but she says that once on a work trip to santa fe he tried to lure her to his hotel room later they had a disagreement over an essay of hers alexi implied she had plagiarized his work well Shuta became fearful that he would ruin her career when she got another job she decided to cut ties to the institute because alexi was a powerful member of the faculty i think we did some really good work there and i'm sure they continue to do really good work there but i'm not a part of it and that feels so lonely i'm incredibly sad about it all the allegations against him began to surface uh i mean as they began to surface the institute changed the name of its sherman alexi scholarship to the mfa alumni scholarship alexi has not responded to our multiple efforts to contact him uh, it is clear from his statement that he is angry at lisa dramosis um whose tweets prompted these women to come forward but if alexi is angry so are these women which is why they're willing to talk come on dog yep so um all right there you go even in the chill, young adult novel world right. it's still somebody out there trying to slang dick right somebody in the chat room was saying that the, the a lot of these targeted women were native americans mm. like native so Amer- another like marginalized group, group. by the right. way that's that's kind of how this me too shit is happening is more and more groups that aren't these white actresses are coming out and it's and it's really important though 
correct and, but it's telling at the same time that three four five six months later you get groups of women who feel less um powerful less coveted and have less of a platform coming out being like me too and these are only the ones that came out i can't even imagine the ones that were like i'm not saying shit right such as asian american women in hollywood say it's twice as hard for them to say me too i agree you know and there's a whole buzzfeed thing on that too like um yeah after years of writing for theater marissa uh tetron tetron uh has uh overjoyed was overjoyed when she sold a film script to a studio in 2001 she had been paired with an executive who provided her with some constructive notes first over the phone and then over dinner where he began to inquire about her dating life their working relationship took a turn a week later when the fledgling writer received an email from the executive sent to her at two in the morning the subject line read is this you and the body of the email was an explicit photo of an asian porn star engaged in sexual acts it's funny because i can't even imagine this as a dude can't even imagine i don't know dudes never go through that i can't even imagine having like i can imagine the having a business commute uh like hey this is a this is an idea i have okay let's have a meeting hey man let's go to dinner talk about it all right cool two in the morning i get a picture of like is this you over here sucking this dick what man what am i supposed to do with that what am i right what am i supposed to do with this i'm supposed to just call you tomorrow act like the oh well good meeting yesterday everything's cool needless to say my big break was completely taken away from me she told buzzfeed news of course i took all the appropriate steps sent the email to my reps but that would never that will forever be what i remember about getting one of my first jobs today she's the co-creator and showrunner of marvel's agents of shield on abc wow a role seldom afforded to women let alone asian american women in hollywood the fact that i'm in this position of running a tv show that this is a very rare thing is not lost on me at all she said it took her years to get to where she is today and along the way she encountered a slew of barriers but over time she says you learn how to work through the system for her that meant downplaying inappropriate and uncomfortable behavior at work it's something we need to do to play well with others to work and to succeed for others it means keeping quiet in the face of sexual harassment uh we almost at the break let me go to the next session guys okay i'll bring us right back on the air but um yeah i mean she's an asian american actress and obviously you know model minority myths and all that shit aside she still felt more uncomfortable than i'm sure many white actresses coming forward and saying this shit come on you know like if she's a if she's a woman in power which is probably the only reason she can say shit now correct like she already proven i can run this show like I, and it's a popular show and it's a major show so i can say this now but how many people just like i I can't say nothing right now i'm not in a position to do this uh spurred on by the barrage of sexual harassment and assault allegations against harvey weinstein scores of people in hollywood have come forward with similar accusations against uh other former former figures in the entertainment industry in january 2018 hundreds of powerful women announced the exception to times up as an initiative working to combat sexual misconduct in workplace across the nation yet asian americans in hollywood have remained noticeably quiet on the whole of those who have come forward the most recognizable figure has been olivia munn who accused producer brett ratner of masturbating in front of her on a film set in 2004 munn did not respond to buzzfeed news 
buzzfeed news Buzz. request for an interview producers and actors who spoke to buzzfeed news said they believe the fear of retribution hinders asian american women from exposing abusers in an industry that has been historically hostile to them i feel like we are raised to be hard working and for lack of a better word quiet uh with the idea being our hard work at the end of the day is going to pay off said jess calder who produced the 2018 comedic drama blind spotting um told she told buzzfeed news in a joint interview with actor janina gavankar uh that's universal mm-hmm. not just culturally though because obviously culture there's an extra extra element to cultures with women of color in it but that shut the fuck up work hard pretty much everybody that's a white not a white man has been told that come on like uh you're gonna rock the boat and you're not gonna get what what you what you are worth if you tell people how you're being treated that's basically what we pass down to everybody um and then when you triple that down with you're a woman triple that down with your um your culture culturally you know the things that we put on women it, it could be a head trip um calder who says she is often the only asian american in the room has oftentimes felt uncomfortable speaking up at work because i was raised to feel like i'm lucky to even have a seat at the table like what am i going to do risk it right versus white men feel like i have the right to be here regardless if i earned or deserved it uh janet yang a producer told the 93 19 who uh was behind the 1993 joy luck club uh drama uh told buzzfeed news that a paucity of asian women in the industry makes coming forward to uh with sexual misconduct allegations a lonely and daunting road there just aren't that many in front of the camera asian women oceans eight and crazy rich asian star uh aquafina who last month signed times up pledged to fight workplace harassment and uh sexual misconduct expressed a similar notion the sad truth is that it doesn't take a person of color to change things in america as it always been it takes a powerful white woman to change things in america she told buzzfeed news even the current climate of me too aquafina says she understands why uh, some women may choose to stay silent you don't want to speak out because you're not going to get invited to the golden globes anymore you're not going to get hired for that movie uh while gavon Carr did not detail any sexual harassment she pointed out that the indignities asian american women experience aren't always sexual in nature such was a claim made by actor charlene Yi, who in october tweeted that when she met david cross he made fun of her pants and when she looked at him dumbstruck he responded what's the matter you don't speak english ching chong ching chong on twitter cross applied i'm truly sorry i heard her going to say that ye may have mis- going on to say ye may have misinterpreted him his impression of a southern redneck uh anna akana a youtube comedian and actor told buzzfeed news that often unsolicited touching and lewd comments is compounded by racist implications it's almost always where are you from hey soy sauce oh my god i hear asian girls are so good in bed just stereotypical bullshit things she said rattling off examples of remarks that she's heard over the years as an asian american woman people view you in this tokenized way that asian american women have been forced to accept widespread harassment as normal may be one of the reasons why even those with visibility and job security choose not to share their experiences with the public right yeah i'll say i'm noticing that in this article even in this article it's like well this is why it's fucked up and this is why no one's coming forward but even these women aren't coming forward and being like and these are the experiences i've had with this shit they just go shit fucked up right it's like it's it's sad but it's like even in their way of being like 
this the industry is fucked up and it, and it, and we can't come forward none of these women are really telling stories like and this is what happened just more like this is why there's an absence of us talking about what happened because right. we know we better not say shit correct um yeah so this is i'm not uh surprised at all that uh you know and like i said we just had that whole story with the native american women that happen to be writers in young adult literature like that's such a small group of people but that also is why the reason that that dude probably felt hey, i can i can pray on these women what they gonna do right what power do they have quote right. unquote microsoft reportedly received hundreds of sexual harassment and discrimination complaints they received 238 internal complaints pertaining to sexual harassment and gender discrimination between 2010 and 2016 and what did they do about it um uh, nothing well apparently not enough because there's a lawsuit by the female employees going right now come on um it was filed in 2015 the suit alleges that women working in the u.s based technical positions at the company were denied promotions and or pay raises because of an internal rating system that discriminated against female workers the fortune 500 company has publicly denied the women's claims insisting that out of the 118 gender discrimination complaints only one was founded i don't believe that that math that's so 117 women are just crazy i guarantee you the scale is fucked up they know it's skewed a certain way and the numbers are used a certain way ain't nobody stupid like get the fuck out of my face 117 women just crazy that's it you a big ass company like listen uh all these people i i don't know what to tell you i guess uh bitches be crazy oh okay that's a good legal defense i mean yeah i mean what can we say diversity and inclusion are critically uh, important to microsoft we want employees to speak up if they have concerns and we strive to make do it easier really? for them to do so do you do, right is that what you want is is that what is, is that the reason why you got a lawsuit because y'all was handling everything right is that what call it 99.9 percent of the claims uh unfounded is that what you're telling that's the message that's the message the same men that are paid to actually uh look look at these things yeah the company said it spends about 55 million annually to promote diversity and inclusion uh, among its 74,000 u.s employees in 2017 the company also eliminated the previously required attribution agreements i mean arbit- arbitration agreements sorry for employees who file sexual harassment complaints it was a move that would theoretically make victims much more comfortable speaking out however female employees claim microsoft made a habit of disregarding their reports uh court documents state a female microsoft intern raped by a male microsoft intern reported rape to the supervisor at hr and yet forced to work alongside her accused rapist when victim told hr she was considering obtaining a restraining order she was informed she would be moved off the team if she did so her accused rapist offered full-time employment at microsoft i don't know how uh, is that one of the unfounded claims probably so the plaintiff's uh lawyers are pursuing a class action lawsuit which could cover more than eight thousand women a trial date has not been set yet that sounds about right yeah you got to do right by people Mm. and this is the shit they're trying to stop these class action lawsuits that hold people accountable for fucked up shit all right let's move into some other stuff guys Mm -hmm. that's enough trash that's that's enough that was a lot of it's a lot of trash everybody i understand nah it's a lot um maybe we can um 
do something a little more positive guys all right let's do it let's try to do some white people news if that works for everyone i know that too that typically cheers you guys up right (laughs) all right all right let me uh i always start white people news the same way try to get us a little jammy jam little diddy get us in the appropriate mood uh today being no exception another uh, uh white person right, appropriating right, our music right classic mm-hmm. another one of these white classics uh of a black classic that they have now <laughs> unseasoned as i like to call it they have washed all the seasons seasoning off putting up underneath the sink dipped it in the water made it their own washed it like a chicken in the, in the sink <laughs> Really might sound crazy what I'm about to say Sunshine's is here, you can take a break I'm a hot air balloon, I can go to space With an air, I don't care, baby, by the way you love the song the original version oh wow wow you see what i gotta deal with over here guys no acoustic guitar version <sighs> you negroes will never be happy with anything i sure won't then nope i swear being carson was i right. got high standards well let's get to some delightful whiteful news okay guys michael sarah may have married his mystery girlfriend oh shit yes right y'all apparently she's still a mystery they don't even know her name because she a mystery in the article <laughs> michael sarah and they don't even know if she got married she, right man, does she they, exist they is she may. from canada <laughs> right is she a is she a robot what's happening here 
the rest of development alum was spotted in brooklyn on sunday wearing a wedding band and longtime girlfriend nadine he was wearing nadine yeah what wearing a wedding band with the with a wedding band and oh with a wedding band okay all right cool um the couple who have kept their relationship private secretly wed a source told us uh weekly but it's unclear when the actor the actor's agent declined a comment when reached by the daily news sarah's kept his personal life under wraps but scott pilgrim versus the world co-star albie plaza revealed in this november 2016 that they dated for almost a year and a half and almost eloped we drove across the country after we shot that movie and almost got married in vegas she said during an interview on rupaul and michelle visage's podcast what's the tea no the other one the other tea sarah is uh currently starring on broadway with chris evans in lobby hero so there you guys go michael sarah out here secretly getting wet uh fox news host jesse waters is in a divorce fight after cheating on his wife with a 25 year old employee mm. Mm, all the tea all that fox news tea mm. all that rosemary tea that all, green tea all that sugarless earl gray tea come on he's in hot waters with the missus now jesse waters 39 is in the midst of a divorce fight with his wife of nine years noel after admitting to an affair with his 25 year old associate producer emma digiovine um the up-and-coming fox news star who just landed his own show last year told the bosses about the affair shortly after noel filed for divorce boy they got some messy messy men's over there at fox news come on i mean i guess they messy everywhere but i mean in an environment where you basically say women ain't shit i mean what do you expect these motherfucking white men what to do you expect like of course they're fucking to help of course um standards who has those Dio Javine, Dio the Giovine, uh, was transferred to work from the Ingraham angle, but she and Waters had continued to date. Mm-hmm. Um, that's him and his wife, Noel. Um, uh, and then that's the twenty-five-year-old associate producer down here. Yeah. Oh, they, yes. They this, like oh, his cutting. wife never had a chance. Yeah, they like him cut and paste. Yeah, she's a younger version of her. Yeah, with darker hair. He done upgraded. Mm-hmm. here's him with donald trump the two thumbs up his role model within 24 hours of jesse waters voluntarily reported to the chief of human resources on november 2017 that he was in a consensual relationship with a woman on his staff management met with both parties and a decision was made for the woman to be transferred to work on another program on the network where she currently remains oh so in this instance we can get a transfer right right we transferring the woman out oh, okay yeah because he had an affair with her waters married noel Iguayatato. i don't know uh in 2009 they also met on the job at fox news well i guess tavis smiley has a point uh if they can do no, it at fox he does news not. no he does not fox news is the gold standard karen and mm-hmm. if you can fuck your help you can fuck your co-workers mm-hmm. at fox news the world is too big uh, be most sociable where else he supposed to find women if he can't do it at uh, you can find them a lot of places if he can't go to bella noche it's for some women where he supposed to go karen i don't know but there's more places than bella noche he was working at for fox for uh, bill o'reilly show oh that's a special uh and she worked she was working for the advertising and promotion department was the host of a web show called imag style 
in 2011 a couple had a pair of twin daughters noel never returned from maternity leave while water star rose at fox news oh i know she regrets that shit every day right so she basically quit work mm-hmm. attorneys for both noel and jesse waters did not comment on to the daily news and a woman at geo the geovines uh new jersey home declined to comment known for his brash macho and sometimes obnoxious style waters hosted a segment on the o'reilly's uh factor that combined man on the street with ambush journalism yeah it's also not funny right right it was like let's go down to uh chinatown and make fun of asian people and that would be the whole segment right you go you know nobody thinks this is funny right according to his linkedin profile uh to her linkedin profile dgl vine became waters associate producer in june 2016 when his segment was still part of the o'reilly show waters humorous approach fell flat at times such as an october 2016 segment filmed in new york city's chinatown we it was, was panned, talking about that it was panned as racist after he wandered the street asking locals if they knew karate and how often their watches were stolen right the segment waters world was spun out into a weekly show january 2017 it airs at 8 p.m. on Saturdays, combining humor and political news in a fresh slant aimed Uma. at, right, aimed at younger, a younger audience. When O'Reilly was ousted from the network in April 2017 over revelations that he'd secretly settled numerous sexual harassment suits, Waters also replaced Eric Bowling on The Five. Bowling himself was ousted in September over sexual harassment allegations. They're playing musical sexual harassment chairs, ain't they? Come on. <laughs> like, what the fuck, dog? <laughs> um waters is said to be a favorite cable news personality of president donald trump well i wonder why he even dined with the commander in chief on monday trump asked waters and former aide sebastian gorka to dinner at the white house because he couldn't get enough of them on tv trump even signed the menu which water tweeted a picture of it read to jesse you are great <sighs> trash straight trash um but yeah they out here shaking the um shaking the table with no spices on it apparently so um we'll do one more let's see joey lawrence files for bankruptcy melissa and joey star had sixty dollars in cash and eight thousand dollars in the bank damn joey lawrence fell on some hard times Mm-mm-mm. who is joey lawrence you know that was my I next don't know question who he is is he joey from blossom is that the same dude honey that's our judge honey uh okay from blossom it is him yes whoa i can't believe i got that right joey Lawrence and his wife have filed for the bankruptcy at the plummeting in the debt according to the blast which was which is published details of the family's dire financial situation after the cancellation of melissa and joey Lawrence's income plummeted he made $534,000 in 2015, but only 58000 the following year. He claims he currently has $60 in cash and 8000 in the bank. The actor reportedly earns between 4000 and 6000 a month, a stark contrast from the 500000 salary he made while employed by ABC Family, now called Freeform. The network canceled Melissa and Joey, which co-starred Melissa John Hart in 2015 after five seasons with the two young children at home lawrence notes in his bankruptcy paperwork that family expenses leave them eighteen thousand dollars in debt each month he and his wife who was employed have taken unemployed, unemployed mm-hmm. yeah why would that be news of course he's not employed have taken to selling their possessions on ebay at a thrift store uh and at a thrift store called buffalo exchange damn they go to the thrift store on ebay 
among among the debts are $88,000 in back taxes, $132,000 in credit card debt, and almost $100,000 for automobile. The family three cars have been repossessed. They're going to have to put themselves up by the bootstraps. Um, all right. So, uh, let's go ahead and, uh, get to some sore ratchetness and get out of here as you guys can hear the doorbell uh, amazon is here okay all right because i was like what who ringing the doorbell i don't have time for this shit no more i have boxes to open um a hagerstown man is held in a sword attack mm-hmm. hagerstown man was being held on monday on twenty five thousand dollars bond on charges he assaulted a man with a sword michael edward o'neill 26 of north cleveland avenue guess the race black was charged with first and second degree assault reckless endangerment and theft for uh the incident it happened at 1:47 a.m on sunday police went to an apartment where a man with a cut above his eye said he had been attacked with his own sword by o'neill mm. the man told police he and o'neill he o'neill and o'neill's girlfriend were in his apartment drinking when o'neill began arguing with the woman the charging document said o'neill was beating the woman and tried to drag her down the apartment oh, by shit. her feet when the man intervened the girlfriend told police o'neill hit her with a folding chair during the assault god what the wwe shit was going on i know what's happening here who has a folding chair just sitting around their house there's so many questions i'm ready at all times where's my folding chair o'neill got on the top rope and grabbed the sword he removed it from a scabbard and struck the man he hearing the commotion a neighbor entered the depart the apartment and saw o'neill holding the sword against the head of the man who was lying on the floor o'neill left the apartment with the sword the man's cell phone several cans of beer and a bottle of vodka for the man's refrigerator oh shit and that's why they had to call it in he right. took the alcohol an officer took the woman back to the apartment she shared with o'neill and found him there uh o'neill was initially uncooperative with the police officers uh he went hand with hands on and forced him um why is this article moving what the fuck they went hands on <laughs> <laughs> hands on and forced his arms behind his back to place him in handcuffs o'neill continued to be uncooperative at central booking screaming at the top of his lungs banging on doors and co- uh, covering surveillance cameras with toilet paper o'neill had to be restrained and pepper sprayed when he resisted being handcuffed at the facility shit yeah he he that nigga had an entire fucking episode uh all right guys we'll be back tomorrow with more of whatever this is uh me and bossy plan on doing this too much on tuesday okay i'll let you guys know the time when i know it um and uh that'll since the the finale of the season it's not really like pressing that we have to do it immediately but we are gonna uh do it tuesday is the plan for right now so until then um i love you i love you too